you're listening to the Visionary Life Podcast. I'm your host, Kelsey Rydell. Each week, I'll bring you conversations with some of the most passionate, hardworking, and limitless thinkers on this earth who have a story to share, a brand that inspires, or a fire inside of them to live life on their own terms. The intention behind each episode is simple, and that's to include you in these conversations so that you can learn, apply, and grow in your own life and in your business. If I can share one quick secret with you before we begin, it's that we all have a little bit of visionary inside of us, but perhaps somewhere along the line, someone told you to play small, to play safe, and that led you to live an ordinary life. Tuning into Visionary Life will help you dust off the limiting beliefs you carry around so that you can begin to create your own most visionary life. It's in you. It's in all of us. Let's dive in. Today, I'm sharing with you a beautiful conversation with one of my past clients, Jill Haverstock. Jill and I were connected through the miracle of the online world, and when she reached out to me about working together, she was at a crux in her business, and she was looking for support when it came to marketing and her brand strategy and her social media, and she was also just in need of some accountability to keep her consistent as she rolled out the next phase of her business, all of which I was so honored to help her work on. From the moment we started chatting, I knew Jill was a visionary. Her heart for sharing her gifts for cancer coaching and nutrition consulting are so evident, and her talents in sharing her knowledge and coaching others through transition just shine through in Jill. So I'm really excited to share this conversation with Jill where we chat about her daily rituals that set her day up for success. She shares some of the business skills that she's currently working on improving. Jill talks about the life experiences in her 20s that came back around and the fact that this happens in most of our lives. What we dedicate ourselves to in our 20s often comes back at a certain point. She also talks about how she created her personalized cancer nutrition coaching package, the vision that she has moving forward, and so much more. I'll tell you a little bit more about Jill in a moment, but first I thought I would share a quick update. You may have seen on my social media that I am coming to the launch point of a brand new online course for my community, and it is called Visionary Social Media. I'm so excited. As many of you know, I have been doing digital marketing and social media consulting and coaching for over four years now, and it's something that I'm very passionate about. I know that not everybody has a love for social media like I do, and so that's why I want to teach this course for anyone looking to create a profitable social media strategy for their brand and their business without spending 24-7 online. So right now, only a waitlist is open, but in a couple short weeks, I will be accepting enrollments into this online course. And so if you are someone who's been looking to improve your social media strategy, you want to learn where you even start, what platforms to focus on, 
what type of content your audience wants from you, who you're speaking to, and how you can ensure that your efforts aren't going to waste, you're going to really, really love this course. So Visionary Social Media is here to answer all your questions, all the way from planning your strategy, to creating the content, to scheduling it and copywriting for success, and measuring and growing your audience. So if you head to my Instagram, that's just at Kelsey Rydell, you can click the link in my bio, get yourself on the wait list because you're going to get early access, 50% off to this course. So there's no reason not to join. Just head to the link in my bio over on Instagram and you'll be the first to know when everything goes live. Back to Jill. So Jill Haverstock is a cancer nutrition coach, helping cancer survivors feel physically stronger, nutritionally nourished, and emotionally supported as they leave treatment and enter back into the real world. With a degree in applied applied human nutrition, 20 years in her field, and as a certified cancer coach and registered holistic nutritional consultant, Jill brings both the science and holistic aspects of nutrition to her work, as well as a strong dose of spiritual intuition and a warm listening ear. She believes that cancer doesn't have to be an ending, it can be a new beginning. She acts as an ally, helping her clients cope with a cancer diagnosis, rebuild their immune system to fight their disease, and increase their chances of survival using anti-cancer foods, lifestyle, and natural immune-enhancing approaches. She's also there to soften their landing and hold the space for them to be themselves, to grieve, to celebrate, and to embrace their new beginning, living with humor and lightness. Jill lives in Halifax, Nova Scotia, and if you want to learn more about her and her programs, you can head to jillhaverstock.ca. Let's dive into this week's episode with my past visionary client, Jill Haverstock. Okay, wait, just one second. I want to give a shout out to our show sponsor this week, Healthy Planet. You guys have heard me talk about Healthy Planet Canada before because they are truly your one-stop shop for all your nutritional needs. And today I want to focus on an amazing product. Being that I'm chatting with a cancer nutrition coach today, I want to talk about antioxidants. So antioxidants are super important in fighting free radicals in the body. This is something that in my nutrition training we learned a lot about. And yes, you can get them through eating your colorful fruits and veggies, but if you want to go for an extra dose, maybe you're not sure what you're getting into your diet on a daily basis, then why not grab an antioxidant berry powder, okay? So I suggest the Organic Traditions Antioxidant Berry Blast. It's a blend of blueberries, acai berries, maki berries, camu camu berries, all these things that you probably have never heard of, but it's a super refreshing and nourishing powerhouse of nature's most antioxidant-rich superfruits. So what I do is grab the bag, open it up, and add a big heaping teaspoon to your daily smoothie. It makes it taste amazing, and you're just supercharging the liquids that you're already taking in each day. So if you want to shop at Healthy Planet, you can visit one of their 28 stores across Ontario. And if you're outside of Ontario, just head to healthyplanetcanada.com and you can use the code VISIONARY10 at checkout 
and that'll save you 10% off your whole order as long as it's over $49. So again, use code VISIONARY10 at checkout and you'll save money on your purchase. Jill, welcome to the Visionary Life Podcast. I'm so excited. It's been about a month or two since we've last chatted and I miss talking to you every Friday. So, so awesome to be connecting again. And I'm really just thrilled to share the journey that you've been on. Um, and I know that you have so much insight and wisdom to share with our audience. Uh, so let's just get right into it. We're going to start with some rapid fire to warm you up. Um, so where did you grow up? So I grew up just outside of Halifax, Nova Scotia, in a small community called Hammonds Plains. Awesome. And that community is now a huge suburb. So it's, <laughs> it's definitely not just a small um, farm country anymore. Yeah, it's a fellow Canadian on the podcast, which I love. Um, is there a person, a podcast, or a book that's impacted your life in a great way? You know, I would have to say that the work of Wayne Dyer has really impacted me. Mm, and yeah. I followed his teachings over many years, and I still do. And when I think back, it's really, he created a movie called Ambition to Meeting. And they retitled that movie called The Shift. And it's all about, you know, leaving a job that you don't like and moving into what you should be, what your purpose is and what your true calling is and not being afraid to do that. So his teaching and work has always inspired me. Amazing. And where can people find that movie? Is it available online? You know, it is. It's now, I've seen it on YouTube for free. So if people just go in to YouTube and search The Shift, it should come up for them. Amazing. And I will plug that in our show notes. What's one thing you do every single day that's non-negotiable? You know, Kelsey, it's a cup of green tea. Literally every morning I have a cup of green tea and I actually, uh, here in my house in Halifax, we have a lot of trees around us, even though we live in the city. And I literally take my cup of tea and I'll go outside or I'll be in my dining room and I'll look out and I just need to reconnect with nature every day. It just grounds me. So I would say it's, it's like a, a waking meditation. It's something that I do every morning to start my day. Oh, that's such a good tip and so simple, yet it seems like a lot of people forget that that's a little ritual that can totally reset your whole day. So I'd love to hear that. Is there a business skill that you're currently working on improving? Yes, always, right? <laughs> um, right now, it is uh, focusing more on outreach. So developing that skill of just networking, collaborating, getting together one-on-one -on -one with other practitioners in the same vein. So outreach to communities as well. Mm, yes, and you are very talented at that, so we'll have to talk about that later. And final question, what's your favorite snack when you're short on time? Okay, this is going to sound hilarious. Um, <laughs> Bring it on. <laughs> 
<laughs> the, um, it's actually a bar that's made in Canada and it's called Good Fats and it was yes. developed by Susie. Okay. And she recently released one that is a lemon flavor. It is so good. It's like, there's next to no sugar in it. There's a lot of coconut. It is such a delightful <laughs> not treat to have. So it's, I'm a big fan too, so I, I'm not looking at you. <laughs> All right, so let's zoom the lens back a little bit. I know that when you were 21, you were the caretaker for a woman who was diagnosed with terminal cancer. And I'm assuming that really started to put you on the path that you're on now. So could you just take us back to that time in your life, how you got into that role and really like, how it led you to where you are today? That's a great question because it really does take me back many, many years. And at that time, I was actually studying nutrition at university. That was the beginning of the studies. And I was asked to go and help um, this amazing woman actually um, she needed help with her day-to-day -day. and it it was an experience that completely changed my life my perspective set me on a path to just having a broader perspective on what life really is about and what is the deeper meaning in everything right it was almost like being faced with my own mortality in my early 20s And how that all came to be is, again, that outreach, right? That sense of community where I grew up and it was a connection through um, my mom and um, family members that we knew and actually friends of ours who knew this, this woman with terminal cancer and they needed a caretaker. So someone outside her family unit to come in and support her. Um, and it was a part-time thing that I did. And at 21, I didn't know what I was <laughs> myself into, really. However, it was, I always knew how to care for people somehow. And I always knew, um, I always had this sense of intuition. And knowing the right thing to do at the right time. And so that whole experience with um, being with her, even though it was a few times a week, it really uh, made me more aware of when I was studying and learning more about nutrition and going deeper in how we really can nourish ourselves. And that's what led me to keep learning more and more about the deeper layers of nutrition and more you know, almost having a glimpse into the medical community, even though I wasn't going to the hospital with her and caring on that level, my support was in the home with her and what she needed there. Mm -hmm. And so in the years following that, did you end up going to school right away? Uh, what happened when you stopped working with her? So I continued on with my studies and then I, I did graduate, and, and that was with the science of nutrition. And then I went on and I studied the holistic aspect 
of nutrition, which is really looking at how food, um, how we digest food and where, how our food is grown. So looking at that more from that perspective, not just kind of the, the medical piece of, of food and how it um, interacts for us. Mm -hmm. What inspired you to like go into holistic nutrition? Like, did you grow up in a very holistic family? Did you just stumble upon this program and it sounded like your true calling? Like how, how did you even find this path? When I was studying at university in the science and nutrition, it's kind of ironic because I actually was reading a book called Ageless Body Timeless Mind by Deepak Chopra. Okay, so I'm like in my early 20s and reading this book all about paradigm shifts of health. And I remember there's a whole segment on turning 50 and how it's a rebirth and changing your life and all of this. And that really, I said, there's more to what I'm learning. There's more to metabolism and cellular health and, and biology and, and all of this stuff. There's a deeper, more meaningful, intuitive, spiritual connection with everything. And that is how things, uh, that is how my life kept going. So when you graduated for, as a nutritional consultant, Mm -hmm. What did you get up to? Did you start your own practice or did you end up pursuing more education after that? I actually pursued more education and I actually did go in and started to study more about cancer. And, you know, I don't know, I read it somewhere or someone said, what you do, your life experience in your early 20s, it comes back around. You go back to it and you know, it's, it calls you back. Oh and my God. That's so true. It is so fascinating. Um, I guess at one point in our lives, we have to go out and do everything else, right? Establish wealth, do all these things. And then we come back to what we're really supposed to be doing. And so studying more about anti-cancer foods and properties was fascinating to me. And I had many colleagues at the time, because I worked with the federal government, who these women had breast cancer, some um, were being diagnosed with um, leukemia. And I really learned and watched from them everything that they were going through with their diagnosis and all the treatments. And I kept thinking, we are not advancing in how people are cared for. And what I mean by that is, People are going through their treatments and they are suffering greatly from the results of those conventional treatments. It is where we are right now in, you know, in this, in this world. Um, and then the studying of how people can empower themselves with the food that they choose as kind of an adjunct treatment to their conventional treatments is very powerful. And I've always connected with that on some level. And that's how I've, I've moved through and into wanting to teach people all about what they should be cooking, what they should be preparing, how to set up their kitchen. Mm, that's so cool. I love that you kind of recognized an issue with the traditional system. And you're saying like people suffer 
quite profoundly from conventional treatment of diseases like cancer. And it is like there are so many things that we can do to support these people. However, um, oftentimes they have no idea where to begin. And it sounds like you recognize that they weren't being supported and that prompted you to think, well, maybe I could be that person, right? Um, now, when you finished your cancer coaching program, did you like launch your own business? Were you working in the industry? Uh, did you just dive into like, I don't know, finding clients and people to help? Or what happened once you had your nutrition certification and your cancer coaching certification? What was that time in your life like? It was a busy time. And what I did was I worked full time um, with the federal government and I did the cancer coaching and nutrition consulting on the side, right? And evenings yes. and weekends. Mm -hmm. Typical and, like startup, you know, you, you fit it in. Exactly. Right. It was almost like testing the waters. Is this what people really want? And it was. And so I just continued in that vein with more of a casual to part time with my clients. And then the time came to really take that leap and to do it on a full-time basis. How did you know it was time? How did you know it was time to take the leap? Physical burnout mm -hmm. um, from not being aligned with what I truly needed to be doing taking on too much, right? Trying to work full time and have a, a business on the side and knowing that for me, my true calling and inner happiness is going to be serving people in a different way than showing up at an office every day. There's nothing wrong with any of those jobs that I did. It's just, this was the deeper calling to me and it, that it was past time actually to embrace it. Did you have any fears that came up in leaving your job and devoting all your time and energy towards your own business? Like, did you have fear of what if I don't make enough money or what if this tanks and it's not successful? Of course, absolutely. <laughs> um, those, yes. So, you know, to leave a somewhat secure paying job with benefits to then go out on my own and fully believe in what I'm teaching and what I'm offering and knowing that there will be a response and the fear really centered around being able to meet my own financial needs. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think that's, yeah, it's a very common fear and it does, it takes a lot of belief and faith in yourself and almost, yeah, having, that that mindset of like I will make this work and if not I'm still going to be okay but it's a challenging leap to make and I know that so many of our listeners are in that place of working full-time having their side hustle and really just not knowing what that next step is for them and all the fears that come up so do you have any advice just for anyone who's in that position that you were once in like anything that helped you to commit to to making it work or to commit to quitting and figuring it out absolutely so i would say really helped me is you know always have something that grounds you that you can return to again and again so that you can draw on your own source of energy 
because you have to motivate yourself constantly. The other thing is to work with a coach, work with a business coach, work with a marketing coach, work with someone who, um, can help guide you. So even though you have all of your strengths and your talents and your ambitions, you still need to have someone who can help you uh, stay responsible, stay accountable and all of that. And so Kelsey, you and I worked together. It was, it's wonderful to work directly with you because that is something that you are able to do is hold that piece of accountability and help take the overwhelm into you know, all the different tasks that are needed. And you just helped me lay it out really clearly. Step A, B, C. Mm, yeah, I find for sure. It's like thinking when you're in a full-time job, you've got a manager or someone, a project leader who's telling you what to do and when it needs to be done by. But no one really teaches you when you dive into entrepreneurship that there's not going to be that person right away. And so when people often will challenge me, why do you always have your own business coach? And like, can't you just self-motivate? It's like, well, of course I can, but I'm going to get there a lot faster if someone is keeping watch on me. Um, mm -hmm. And yeah, I think that's great advice that you offer in, in hiring a coach and, and having a way to ground yourself. Now, let's circle back to that time when you quit your job. What was the vision for your business? Like, were you wanting to work with clients one-on-one -on -one full-time? Did you have other avenues that you were looking to pursue um, as you grew your business to fill your full-time hours? My focus was one-on-one -on -one clinical work. So meeting people individually and creating personalized programs. And then that evolved into helping people in a group format. So doing small, I had, I think at one point, 20 women all together in, that's what I consider a nice, small, intimate group program. And our focus at that time was on maintaining weight and really getting healthy that way, using food that way. And so I'm returning again, right? Because business evolves, we go in different cycles and we follow what the market needs as well. And that keeps changing. Um, people are more and more aware of what they need health wise and they're researching more, taking that initiative. And so I'm finding that the clients who are coming to me still need the personalized support, one-on-one -on -one support, and they also need to combine it with being part of a group because they learn really well as a group together. Yeah, and they probably feel that sense of community too, that they're not alone, right? Exactly, they do. So let's paint a picture for the listener. Like obviously some time has passed since you first graduated and started working with clients. Let's paint a picture of where your business is at today. First of all, how long have you been at this? How long have you been working for yourself? I have been working for myself officially since um, 2004, wow. casually, yeah. but I've been full time doing this just like, you know, released from any <laughs> corporate job, et cetera, yeah. for, <laughs> for the last four years. Incredible. So really, yeah. And so, yeah, describe to the listener, like, where is your business at today? What are you doing? What fills your time and what do you offer? So what fills my time right now is um, one-to-one counseling 
And that is really, I I have a combined um, client base of individuals who want low carb nutrition um, because it's out there in the world, right? Everyone is really listening to low carb and keto. So my cancer clients who are post-treatment are looking for a way to keep sugar cravings down, to keep weight maintained at the, at the right um, uh, level for themselves. They're also looking to nourish themselves really well with organic food and gut health is a big thing too for people. So I have this wonderful combined clientele and the focus is really on the one-to-ones right now with some small group work. Mm, amazing. And you have created a program as well that's listed on your website called Becoming Resilient. Could you share a little bit about what that is specifically? That, my program Becoming Resilient is really, it's the program where I've put everything into it. It's the base of how we, I take people through a six week program, like six steps essentially, that helps people feel more of a sense of control and self-empowerment over their cancer diagnosis. So when someone is newly diagnosed or they're in treatment, or even when they're finished their treatments, there's still a lot of uncertainty as to what their next steps are. And they're being, you know, Part of the treatment regime is they're being led through a process. It's appointment after appointment. There's all these requirements. And so I come in and I help people really get back to the basics of how they can use food to nourish themselves, empower themselves, how they can use it to help them rest better, have more energy. Mm, Love it. Sounds amazing. How did you create this program? Like you said, you basically put everything you know into it. That sounds so overwhelming to think, okay, what's everything I know? Put it into one program. So I know there's a lot of listeners too who who would love to create some sort of program that could help a specific audience. Um, How did you create it? I listened to what my clients needed. And I also went and I interviewed several of them. So getting their feedback and also with moving through all of the different experiences that I've had personally, um, connecting with past colleagues who've had cancer, family members, also through all of the studies that I have done and really honing into what individuals need right now. Yeah, I love that, that you said you kind of interviewed your your potential clients to see what they needed. Um, I was recently listening to an Amy Porterfield podcast, and she was suggesting that before you launch anything, get on the phone with two or three of your dream clients who you think might be a good candidate for what you will eventually create, and talk to them, ask them. Um, I think so often people, when they have a business idea, they, they kind of just keep it to themselves and they don't share it with anyone because they want to make sure it's perfect and finished before they launch it to the world. But like 
you can't just create things in isolation then expect that there's going to be an audience of people waiting to buy it right you need to bring people along the process and and really open up conversations so that you can create something that has a demand so i think that's really great that you did that and you said you listened to people right it's so simple what are they saying what are their pain points what don't they know about um, and that should guide you Exactly. And sometimes we think as the health practitioner that we know. And then when we do open up and interview and just, you know, have the casual conversation, the truth of what someone really needs can be quite different than what we, um, we've been taught or what we think that they need. It sounds very basic and simple. It, it really is. But, um, you know, living with cancer, it's complicated and it is complex. It's not a straightforward disease. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And so in terms of getting this program launched to the world, have there been any challenges in like getting everything set up or in, in building the community or in running your challenge? Like, have you run up against any roadblocks? Because obviously launching a new offer, it's tough, right? It takes a lot of work and you have to pour a lot of love into it. So I would just love to hear, um, yeah, if anything has come up for you that's just felt hard. <laughs> Kelsey, this past week, some of the tech stuff <laughs> has come, come yes. up. There's yeah. always the tech stuff. And I was never really afraid of it, but, um, but my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what specifically about tech like has there been a certain platform have you tried to host a webinar that you couldn't get your video on or something <laughs> give us the specifics jill you really want to know i do uh, they, <laughs> there was a glitch um with my web platform and paypal and the linking of both of them and it sounds very simple until i dug down further it's not that simple. There's actually a few other steps that have to be complete. Yep. And I thought it was all in place because it used to be fine. And then I made a subtle change and it just, there was a cascade effect of things not working. And that's the, that's the reality. And then when it comes to the tech, right, that takes time to remedy it. You've got to go on chat rooms or call the provider and, yeah, the tech thing is the biggest. But once that um, is completed, um, there's a lot of joy in running an in-person program and also an online program. Regardless of the tech, there's always gonna be some little nuance, right, that, that comes up. I mean, that's, I normal. that's the reality of being an entrepreneur and especially of being a solopreneur because we run all of the departments in our business right now, whether we like it or not. And it does kind of require us to do a lot of things and to have a baseline knowledge of things that we otherwise wouldn't really want to dive into. And I know I remember like trying to transfer my website domain over a few years ago from WordPress to Squarespace. And I ended up like deleting my entire site by accident with no copy of it, with no way to retrieve it. Like there's just been all these situations where I'm like, oh my gosh, this is what I've signed up for, right? And I can't just call the IT department and be like, 
help. <laughs> Maybe one day, but yeah, I mean, it, it comes with its challenges. And I think uh, just like your program name, Becoming Resilient, I am becoming very resilient to the little nuances that strike me every single day. <laughs> exactly. And that is a really good analogy because every time you experience that, you do grow from it. And then, you know, and you're ready for the next level. You're ready for the next um, thing that will challenge you in your business. And it's the same way with health. You get to one level, something comes in, something with a family member, or there's a setback, you get through it, and then you're ready for the next step. And that's why it's that whole road of becoming resilient. It's, it's a mm -hmm. full on journey. Yeah. I love that. And that's why it's so great to be able to work with someone like you, because when you hit those challenges that are inevitable in growing your knowledge of health or a business, like it's so nice to be able to root back to your coach or to the person guiding you through this journey or to the community, because it's hard to do this alone, right? We all need that support system. And um, I think that's incredible that you offer that through becoming resilient and through your coaching. Um, so it's very cool. Now, I'd love to know, like, where do you hope this business is in five years time or even just like two years time? That it's continuing on the same vein. Um, I see cooking classes in my near future and I really see working with different communities. Like, and when I say different communities, I mean a greater community than where I am. So even going to rural communities uh, here in Nova Scotia, um, other parts of the Atlantic region, and really rolling up my sleeves, cooking anti-cancer foods together, and you know, feeling maternal, feeling, <laughs> feeling like I've truly gathered in men and women who want to feel empowered and nourished. Mm, what a beautiful, beautiful vision. I love that. What would you say right now is feeling like the best or most exciting part of running your business? I love to create. I'm one of those people. Um, I think it's part of being an entrepreneur that you need to come up with new ideas and that you have to invent wheels sometimes. It's the creative process. And I do wake up in the morning and I think, oh my goodness, I can create and I can build on and expand what I've already laid a foundation for. That is, uh, that's what excites me right now. Hmm. There, aren't, there aren't any limits. It's only what we think can limit us. So true. And I resonate with that so, so deeply as well. Is there a tool or an object or a ritual that you can't live without right now in running this business and keeping it going? You know, it's funny, but my laptop, I really don't know what I would do without this laptop. And I know that's kind of <laughs> basic, but my gosh, everything is, <laughs> there are so many different online tools now and all of that. Um, yeah, I'm the same way. Like my laptop comes everywhere with me, whether I'm intending to work or not, which maybe some would call me a little bit psycho, but 
I just, I love the ability to work when I feel inspired and to shut down when I don't feel inspired. And yes. that can all happen through having my laptop with me. So it's pretty phenomenal. <laughs> um, and finally, I want to ask you one more question. So for someone listening, and this was not on the script, so you can't look at your notes. For someone listening who is inspired by your journey and has always wanted to start up a side hustle in nutrition or in coaching or in just serving others, but maybe this person has no idea where to start. Like they want to get into the industry, but they don't know where to begin. What advice would you offer them to kind of give them that nudge to get going? I would say meet with somebody who is already doing what you're doing and mm. talk to them, take them out for coffee or take them coffee and just ask them the hard questions and don't be afraid just to be raw and real. So it's kind of that interview process. So talk to the person or maybe it is a coach, you know, maybe it's a business coach. Um, talk to that person who's doing what you already see that they're doing and ask them how they got there. What are the steps that they took? And it's not all perfectionism and ease. It may look that way outside looking in, but um, and they'll get to know the different challenges. Mm, that is such good advice. Yeah, it's like we, we think we have to figure our life out alone, but you're right. Like look to someone who's doing what you want to do and just find a way to connect with them. Even if that's just starting to engage with them on Instagram or in going to a seminar that they have, like you can accelerate your learning just by having one conversation with someone who's been where you have been and can give you that first bit of advice. So that's amazing. Well said. Yes. So Jill, where can people learn more about you and about your programs and all that good stuff? People can have a look at my website, which is jillhaverstock.ca. I'm also on Facebook a lot. So I have my Jill Haverstock Cancer Nutrition Coach is our page. And people can reach out to me through those two platforms. Amazing. Well, I want to say thank you so, so much for coming on the podcast. Um, it's so fun to talk to you and to hear what you're up to now. And for anyone interested in working with you, I would highly encourage them to go visit your website and to check out the incredible offer that you have because it's just, it's so nice to talk to someone who's just so passionate about what they do and you are a shining example of that Jill so thank you for being on the show and I hope to chat again soon but thank you thanks so much Kelsey thanks for tuning in to this episode of visionary life I love bringing you these conversations on a weekly basis, so if you could help me out by rating and reviewing this show on your iTunes app, I would be so grateful. You can also support the show by taking a quick screenshot of the episode and sharing it on your Instagram stories. Just make sure to tag me at Kelsey Rydell. If you're feeling stuck, uninspired, stagnant, bored, or confused in what your next step should be, it's time to take action. Please reach out because I would love to connect with you. I'll catch you in the next episode.